Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your hosts, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Welcome to a special edition of Inside the Firm. Today is employee edition. Alex Gore, the wonderful Al Gore, inventor of the internet. He's out of the office. So what we're going to do is we're going to bring I'm going to bring the guys in one by one. So I'm your host, your single host today, Lance Psycho. And uh, the first guy I got here is Mark Pedler, wonderful Mark Pedler. Pedler, welcome to the Howdy. podcast. Thanks. So I've got to see. I, I so what happened was uh, <clears throat> we were thinking about skipping the podcast, and then because Alex was out of town uh, going to a wedding and stuff. Um, but then I threw out the idea at the end of the day that what if we, what if I came up with a series of questions for the guys and emailed it to him. So I emailed it to him last night and then, uh, had him think about, think about how they would answer him. So we're just going to see. So you're getting, you're getting the employee edition of inside the firm with F9 Productions. So, so the first one is, as everybody knows, who's probably listened to, if you've listened to every podcast ep- uh, episode up to this one, we did something called uh, 5% Friday. So what happened was we, we said, how can we how can we each brainstorm and come up with ideas individually of how we would try to improve F9's um, profitability, how, how how well we work, um, how quick we are, how efficient we are by 5%. So if we each do something 5% or, or a fraction of that, how, how do we make us that much more competitive? So on that note, number one question is, uh, is 5% Friday. What didn't you get to afterwards, after we came up with your ideas? And then what else, Mark, would would uh, do you think we should be doing from here? Yeah, so five <clears> percent <throat> Friday. I think we focused on refining like all our common items in Revit, and I don't think that'll ever be done. Right? There's always going to be more stuff that you can put into the template. So, I think of things like you know differentiating structural walls from non-structural walls and just stuff like that that can help us create all these three D views we're trying to incorporate without really providing much more work. Yeah, so it's always going to be a work in progress. Like just you keep said. tightening that template up for sure, for sure. Yeah, that's a big one. Okay, number two, um, what advice would you give someone seeking a first time job in the arch- architecture industry? I think you need to come up with like a speciality or something that you can take off your boss's plate that no one else can. So really, your value is what can I do that you don't have to do. And how can I make the boss's job easier? What, okay, I'm, I'm going to ask you a follow-up to that. What What has Mark done? Like, um, what do you think you do? Because I, I can answer it for you. But I, I hope So I hope you're going to say what I think you're going to say. I think I uh, I have a good grasp of getting through the city with the multifamily. You know, I've been working through that um, and learning Enscape. We're starting to have those uh, renderings come out early in the process instead of, you know, during the schematic design, design development, instead of waiting until the very end to render. So... Oh no, that visualization and the multifamily stuff. No, I think it's the townhomes. I yeah, think it's just an obvious definitely. one. I think you're, I think you're good at it. I think there's what's been awesome is to see Mark grow from. I don't think you did a multifamily before you got here, right? No, never. Yeah, yeah. So because uh, because you, you're because the firm you work for was more commercial and the yep. industrial type of stuff. Yeah. Exactly, so so yeah. this you know we're heavy on re- residential. So it's been awesome to see Mark grow and and learn that whole um, that specialty, and then to see Alex, uh, who who he typically works with. Um, be really super happy that Mark's just like crushing it, getting it done. Also helping to like direct traffic because we have um, 
you know, there's a lot of moving parts. But then on top of that, I you know I've sent like Alex Gresh over to your over to your desk and went back and forth like, hey, just get with Mark, powwow, and understand what the parameters are in this city, what it takes for the site plan review process, all, all that stuff. So that's awesome. Yeah, I think so too. I think you have to. That's exactly what I felt like I did when I started my internship. The very, the very first, well, not the very first one, but one of them that was in uh, the the second one, basically one out of, out of school officially mm-hmm. was. They did a lot of they they wanted to do building information modeling, and I know that's why I was able to be even though I still got laid off because of the recession, be employed like three months longer. Sure. So I just said I'm going to run out. Like I don't even care if I hate this line of work. Like I need to. You got to do what you got to do to survive, right? Right. So cool stuff. Uh, okay. What number three? What inspires you at F nine? Uh, well, honestly, you and Al. Um, just Aww. watching you guys just you know take on problems head on. That even if you don't know. Even before you get into it, even when I come, even be. when I come in the office and sour the mood because I'm all <laughs> pissy like yesterday. Well, especially when I'm <laughs> that was I was actually going to be like a follow up question: <laughs> How do you guys put up with Lance and his attitude? And stuff doesn't go his way. I That's just, awesome. Man. I just think like having that approach instead of, Oh, we've never done that before versus let's do it right now. You know, I just kind of think that's a cool approach that nothing really scares you guys and we'll take whatever work we can get. We're good at bluffing then because, uh, <laughs> yeah, which I'm going to kind of do my own little segment at the end of this podcast, uh, to talk about that and where we're at with the development. Cause it's, uh, it's in a, it's in a really interesting place. Okay. Number four, um, what's been your favorite project to work on and your least favorite since you've been here? Um, so I think the multifamilies have been my favorite. So I'd be Reed Street and 49th and Green, but I don't know if I have a least favorite, but we were doing like learning that Enscape program and trying to deliver something that you've never really done before. And I think tell everybody what that is too, what, what the Enscape was and like what that project. Sure. So we, we got hired from another firm to just do like a 3d flyby and animation. And we use the Revit plugin Enscape, which is just kind of like a video rendering software, but. We uh, we took the job kind of not really understanding Enscape, so it was kind of learning how to use the program and the plugin while you had to hit all your deliverables. Yeah. So it's true. I mean, I'm I'm glad we did it and it was a good experience, but I don't know. Just trying to trying to estimate your time for that when you've never really used a program like that, it just gets a little tricky. Sure. Sure. Yeah. It's a good thing your bosses are flexible. Uh, okay. <laughs> number number five. What is the coolest thing that you're working on right now? Mm, right now. Um, so it's not really, we, I do, we do some like contract work for this firm out in New Jersey on these casinos that Al and I have been doing and we don't, we're not involved much in the design, but we model all the security cameras in the casinos. And so these are just huge, like tens of millions of dollar projects that they share the file with. And even though <clears throat> I'm not doing too much work on it, it's fun to be able to look inside kind of how all that works. Yeah, I bet. That's a project. One of the things Alex joked about yesterday was he's like, one of the questions you should ask him, Lance, is what projects they're working on because you don't even know. Because I don't. Because honestly, like, I mean, as small as we are, we're also, we also have so many projects. It's hard, like, it, it's just for me to try to keep track of all of them and for even Alex to keep track of all of them. Because I know there's, and he was joking, but like on my side of the firm, right, where, you know, I've, he's not interacting, you know, on a consistent level with whoever I'm working with. Same thing probably applies, but that's funny. I didn't know. I did not know about that, that project at all. So thank you. Uh, okay. Uh, number six, what is your most helpful way to get feedback? Um, so I guess mostly working with Al, we either do like the sit down meetings or I can just open the Revit 
project and see notes in red. And that's just kind of, I think that's easier for Al, but I always prefer just sitting down and it's almost like creating a punch list with him and go, okay, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And even if it's just 10 minutes a day, it kind of gets me on track and lets me know where to plug in. Okay. Okay. Last one. Uh, what is your favorite F9 tradition? You already know the answer to this one. <laughs> Gangster Rap Friday. Gangster Rap Friday. Good, good, good answer. I yeah. also, uh, I also like during the Christmas party, driving around and looking at all the projects because it's the same thing. I don't know kind of what the other half of the firm's working on, so it's good to see the the tangible result. Yeah, yeah, I like it. No, I think both of those are awesome. It always, it builds camaraderie. You know, we have a pretty tight knit group. I feel like. So uh, anyway, glad you're here, Mark. Thanks for the conversation. Awesome, thank you. So now I'd like to welcome Jason Bus. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, to to the to uh, the employee edition of Inside the Firm. Uh, so I'm going to ask Jason the same questions, but obviously he's going to have some different perspective, and then there'll you know obviously be some banter too. So uh, welcome, first of all, Jason. And uh, so the first question I'd ask you is, um, and I've already kind of introduced this. We had a five percent Friday. Um, what did you get to uh, afterward? What or what didn't you get to afterwards? And what else do you think we should be doing here as it relates to you know five percent Friday? Um, well, I mean, and don't I think, forget to eat the mic. Yeah. Well, I think we did a lot of good things. Um, and a lot of those were around organization um, with our whole resource folder and getting that all cleaned up. And, you know, that one was pretty nice just because that's something that's, like, ongoing and can keep being added to and I think is something that, like, gets... Uh, and describe for everybody briefly, briefly what's, like, what's, in our, what's inside our resource folder? We have a whole bunch of stuff. We have uh, code examples. We have project examples. We have um, some financial information. We have a bunch of families for Revit, templates, all sorts of stuff like that. And before, it was just kind of a whole mess. Um, or it was trying to be organized, but it wasn't consistent. Uh, so we got all of that cleaned up. And so that's one thing that I think has been going well. But one of the things that I think kind of falls eventually will fall short i think as time goes on is we have like a a best examples folder and i found that to be useful so far but i sort of see that going out of date more as if if we forget to keep adding to it or they're like little things that you know our, our structural was like oh you know we have uh some wrong structural pieces in our best examples i think that you know, or just like mislabeled. And he's like, wait, why is it called this? And it's like, oh, well, that's in the best examples. We'll have to <laughs> that at some point, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so, and one of the other things that I think could be helpful is flushing out more on, like, the financial side. Like, getting getting to a point at the end of a project and seeing how we did. You know, like, what our kind of, like, actual hourly rate was compared to the fixed fee and like sort of actually getting feedback because sometimes you're like, yeah, I crushed a project. And then you run the numbers and you're like, oh, that was actually pretty close. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and so just having that awareness so that next time you're working on a project, you know, well, that one went well or I needed to go faster and I didn't and those sorts of things. Um, and that's a harder one, I think, to keep up with because once you send out a project, you move on to the next one. Right, right. And we're always in it. I mean... Gosh, I can't think of a project where we haven't been on a hurry. You know, everything seems like yeah, it's exactly. like it needs to be done yesterday, including our own stuff. So, all right. Yeah, so, uh, number two, what advice would you give someone seeking a first-time job in the architecture industry? Um, 
one of the things when I was searching for a job after um, graduating from college is I wanted to try and, you know, sell myself and say, I'm really good at this. I'm really good at that. Um, and one piece of feedback I got uh, from someone, you know, just in a very quick conversation was just that, you know, school only prepare, prepare you so much for the architecture world. I don't think there's any school out there where it's just plug and play. You can drop an employee in and they're good to go. There's definitely a lot of experience that needs to happen. So if you're trying to say like, oh, well, I'm like pretty much a master at this now, a master at that, I think that's a little hot-headed and I think that's a little easy to do when you're trying to sell yourself. Um, but at the same time, you don't want to undersell yourself. And it's, sometimes it's hard to know where you are. Like when I applied here, I you know rated myself as, you know, I was like maybe half competent with Revit, you know, as far as knowing everything that was there. And in the first few days here, it came to be obvious that I didn't know what I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've seen that with you, uh, multiple people here. Yeah. And that's, it's been interesting from our perspective. Yeah. So, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, I'm, I may be at this point, uh, in my knowledge base on this, but it just, I was not there at all. And, and so just knowing that there's, you want, you still want to keep a sense of humility when, when searching. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think what we look for is the way I would describe it and kind of what the two words that came to my my head when you were ta- when you were te- talking about this point was we want a strong but flexible candidate. Yeah. You know, we want somebody who's strong and it has a strong passion, some strong skill set, but that they're flexible and they understand that they need to be flexible. Right. In it. Yeah, and then another thing and I think you've touched on this before, maybe not on here, but um you know, I was applying for a job, you know, over halfway across the country and I had local ties to Longmont where our firm is. And, you know, you've said that that helped, um, that I was able to kind of just come out here and have a support network and that sort of thing. Um, and I've heard that with other people too, you know, there's Boulder, such a popular place. A lot of people try to apply there and I've heard, you know, word on the street is that sometimes, you know, your geographic location matters. And so maybe I I wouldn't say lie about where you are, but you know, maybe hide the fact that, you know, it's like, Oh, I live here right now. I would, you know, be looking to move. Just try to emphasize that if, if it does come up that you can move very quickly or that you already have places picked out or yeah, I don't know. Stuff like like that. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's, that's a very good advice. Yeah. Uh, all right. Number three, what inspires you at F9? So, when I was thinking about this question, uh, I don't know, for, for me, inspiration and motivation and pride all kind of, I, I associate them pretty closely together. And I was remembering my, my uncle posted this quote about a month back, uh, shout out to Brent McCurdy. Um, and this is on motivation and inspiration. And this I thought would just be interesting to share. It's from uh, Jeff Hayden. It says, most people are confused about the source of motivation. They think motivation is a spark that automatically produces lasting uh, eagerness to do hard work. Actually, motivation is a result. Motivation is the pride you take in your work that you have already done, which fuels your willingness to do more. Real motivation comes after you start. Motivation isn't the result of hearing a speech or watching a movie or crisping your souls, walking on hot coals. Motivation isn't passive. Motivation is active. And that was one of the things I was just thinking about that we do I think pretty well here is that we kind of have, you know, our bullpen style office and people are talking a lot and that sort of um, closeness, I think, just kind of, 
I don't know, it fuels me and keeps me going. And, you know, sort of because I'm aware of what other people are doing, I'm able to set my bar to that level and kind of push myself to keep going more. So good answer. You yeah. did, you weren't, you didn't copy marks. I like that. Uh, number four, what has been your favorite project to work on and your least favorite? Um, this one's a slight cop out, but one of the <laughs> things that, um, I really like working on is the variety of projects that I get to work on. So, um, you know, a couple of my favorites have been, uh, we're doing an office building down in Parker, uh, right in there, like downtown center and the, uh, style for the code for that zoning area is Victorian. So, you know, that's kind of a, a different one because you don't usually design new Victorian buildings, you know, usually you're working with old right. ones. So that's been kind of fun because it's kind of different. Um, uh, there's a project that we're doing here in Longmont on Gay Street, which has just been kind of fun because the clients have been really good to work with and it's mostly just an interior remodel, but they've really liked what we've done. We've I think opened it up a lot and made it a lot nicer. So that one's been uh, kind of fun to work on. And then it's easy to pin this one, but um, we're doing a larger apartment project in Lakewood called P5. So since that one is in its early earlier stages, it's kind of fun to play with design. And, you know, and, and also I think one of the exciting things that Al and I were talking about is I think we're laying out the process really well. We're getting a lot of different hands involved early to try and smooth out the process so there are fewer bumps and i think the coordination level of this project is really high awesome so yeah he, he was he, he was so pumped about his uh his yeah. uh, meeting his his meeting where he said he was just going to do all this kind of directional stuff so yeah it's it's cool man it's, it's cool watching you guys uh do what you do especially from our side of the my my side of the firm, which we deal with more custom level stuff and mm-hmm. you know smaller smaller like uh, we call boutique projects where you guys are doing you know big big stuff. So yeah. it's all I love the mix too. The mix is fantastic. Um, all right, what's your uh, number five? What has been what is the coolest thing that you're working on right now? And I, I assume that's just P five then, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say there's a lot of overlap. <laughs> okay, for for that question in the last. Let's move right into number so, six yeah. then. What is your what is your most helpful way to get feedback here at F nine? Um, this is probably not the normal answer, but I kind of enjoy red lines because um, I, I. And what kind do you like? Digital or digital? Al, okay. Yeah, and well, I mean, I also like having the conversation, you know, so it's not completely detached. Um, and so I guess it's kind of two parts. So I mean, we don't, you know, I don't formally submit stuff to Al all that frequently and have him redline it and give it back. Um, as as far as like our process, it tends to be more conversational. But when so maybe you know, that's, that's more useful in, in a lot of cases, but sometimes it's nice just to like reaffirm where I am uh, as far as like, Oh, move this thing, move that thing. So I'm not worried that I'm letting something slip, you know, over time. Um, but then the other one is just goal oriented feedback. You know, obviously I want to know what I'm doing wrong, but I also want to know where the expectations of where I should be are. And so it's just like, Oh, well, you know, our, our goal is not just like, oh, make sure you call this out, but make sure you call this out because we're trying to meet this criteria or, you know, uh, in, rela- in relation to timeline or that sort of thing. So, yeah. 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 Cool. Uh, last one. What is your favorite F9 tradition? Um, yeah, I was having a hard time trying to pin this one because we do a lot of fun stuff. I mean, obviously, our, our uh, Christmas parties are somewhat legendary (laughs) and uh yeah i mean but what i was thinking about 
uh, with this question was just there's a, a lot of things that I think that come up, you know, like little things that we do, such as like our playlists and our little sales bell that we have in the office when, you know, you get like good comments back or you make a sale or something. And a lot of these things that are just a result of us all being in close quarters in this little office. Um, and yeah, I, I just think about other offices where everyone has like their own individual office and how quiet it can be. And I was just thinking about all the little traditions that we have going that I was mentioning that we wouldn't have if we were all isolated. So I I I kind of like, I kind of like the atmosphere. I love that answer. I love that answer. Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks Jason for coming in and sharing your experience uh, as an employee inside the firm. It's good to come from five feet over. Yeah. Send over, send over Alex. All right. Alex Gresh, my numero uno. How's it going today? It's going good. Yeah. Good Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Good Friday. Okay. Um, well, I'll just kick everything off like I did with everybody else. So, uh, 5% Friday. Uh, why didn't you get, uh, sorry, what didn't you get to afterwards and what else do you think we should be doing as regards to 5% Friday, improving the firm 5%? Um, one thing I'd say is almost just more training videos. I know we have a couple, but we could do even more on structural or how we set up a CD set or even one just for Denver, their zoning codes and how to set up all that stuff that they want. Um, or even almost more training on like the IRC or IBC, maybe create our own little cheat sheet for things we get that are pretty Com- common stuff. Comments yep. Would be, would help a little. Yeah, no, I agree. And, uh, on that note, you're going to probably be taking the teaching leap next semester, right? Yeah. So Gresh, uh, in his, um, in his, uh, year review, we talked and he said he would be open to possibly trying to see if he could, he could supplement his income and, um, just be more diverse and, and a better, a better overall employee and just teacher. So he, we've, we sort of have worked in that he's going to, he's going to go teach a Revit course, which is awesome at Front Range Community College. So where I'm going with that is maybe, maybe we can coordinate that with, you know, coming up with tutorials that kind of tack, you know, kill two birds, one stone type of thing. Uh, Cause I'm a hundred percent open for it. I, I think that's one of the best things we've done at F9 is establish the tutorials and get people all on the same page. For yeah, sure. I think that would help. Maybe yeah. create some more too for that class. Yeah. Okay, number two. What advice would you give someone seeking a first-time job in the architecture industry? Um, I do do your research on the firms. Make sure you know what the firm does, like what their go-to. Do they do hospitals, mixed-use, residential? And then kind of find the one that you want to do, what your passion really is, and then research them, look at some of their projects. And if they seem like a good fit, that's good. And then... If you apply and you get an interview there, maybe ask about like their day-to-day operations, like traditions, what's the staff like, is it laid back, or is everyone in an office, open office, and that kind of helps because then it makes it more fun for you what you're looking for. Cool. Uh, what inspires you at F9? Um, I'd say the free range of design you guys give us for most things. Uh, I mean, the client comes to us with what they want, but how we kind of shape that is up to us and... You guys just give us feedback to make it even better, kind of massage the designs a little to help. Um, well, we appreciate your guys' talent and that you are willing to do that and step step maybe into a zone where you're not totally comfortable. Mm-hmm. But the more, you know, the more we, you guys do that. So I appreciate it, especially like with this, this fiveplex that you and I are working on together. It's been exactly that where I'm just saying, mm-hmm. hey, I want you to make this yours. And it's cool, man. We're going we're gonna to actually get a butterfly roof built. I'm pumped yeah, about it. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, also, I'd say the responsibility uh, kind of helps. They give you a lot of responsibility to start, and then that helps you grow. Like, I don't think there's another firm where I'd excel as quickly as I could here because I have to deal with so many things so quickly, kind of learning 
learning a lot of stuff on the fly, but it helps a lot. It builds on good foundation. Rock and roll. Uh, number four, what's been your favorite project to work on so far and your least favorite? Um, two favorite ones so far have been Chris Ann residence up in Breckenridge and Zach's house that we're about to get through. They're both kind of in a simple modern style I like and got to work around with the floor plans and Nick for the Chris Ann. He was a great client, really cool ideas, loved a lot of the stuff we did and kind of let us have free range. Yeah. Which was awesome. And then least favorite I've had to say would probably be most of the remodels. <laughs> <laughs> Because especially the ones in Denver, you never know what's inside of a wall and like how the ceiling's constructed and a lot of the, you know, like structural members are a lot smaller than they're supposed to be. And it's just like so many unknown factors. It just slows things down. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you're a very A to B type person like me. I mean, yeah. Just like, so like, that's one of the things Alex Gresh and I always, you know, we have, we have a, a fun relationship where we both agree that. Man, just single-family homes with a good budget are the best. It's just cut and dry, especially on a raw piece of land. It's so much better than remodels, uh, at least in our opinion. Um, Okay, number five, what is the coolest thing that you're working on right now? Um, I'd have to say that five-plex, which is now a six-plex. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, First uh, townhome project, so getting into all that, all the different codes and how it's supposed to be built and how we actually got away with the butterfly roof that actually incorporates the fire landing is pretty cool yeah kind of nerdy for architects but not many people are going to notice it but it's crazy we got that yeah and just for everybody know for everybody listening i i have tried to get butterfly roof built since like i started even in school i i I made multiple butterfly roofs so we're pumped about that um yeah i think al's not gonna be too happy because he's been really pushing for that (laughs) and we got it first yeah okay what's uh what's your most helpful way to get feedback at f9 um, I'd say the meetings, like the one year anniversary or at the end of the summer for internships kind of just gives a recap on where you can improve and what you're doing well. So where you can focus your time that really helps. And honestly, just red lines, they really help you kind of get to know the standards of like what our, how our firm operates and just the sizes of like bathrooms, bedrooms, doors. It just, after you do go through so many of them, you kind of just learn those. And then also, um, feedback. Another good way is just actually meeting with the clients instead of like a, even almost better than a phone call or emails, they just like can draw on your drawings and be like, no, we want exactly this. And it saves so much time. Yeah. A lot less guesswork. Okay. Last one. What is your favorite F9 tradition? That's tough. Favorites probably got to be the Christmas party. Cause All that's right. always a good time. Get to go see some cool work. And then Friday lunch is always great. So today that'll be nice. And then another one that's kind of come around is the, the, the ringing of the bell for like good work or sales is kind of cool. Yeah. No, no, that's, I, I agree. We have money. And I think that was one thing that Jason just said, who, who came in before you was the, the, the multiple layers that, mm-hmm. you know, the fun little stuff that we got going on. So awesome, man. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for being on. And uh, with that, why don't you send in uh, Joshua? All right. Joshua Kern. Welcome to, welcome to inside the firm employee edition. Uh, happy to have you here, thanks sir. How, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Doing good, doing well. Everybody's doing great. Uh, it's F nine Fridays. Everybody knows. So I'm just going to start things off uh, talking to you. Keep talking to you. Kicking it off with five percent Friday. So tell us um, what you didn't get get to afterwards, and what else uh, you think we should be doing in regards to F nine Friday. I know you're the BIM manager here, so maybe you're going to talk about that. Yeah. So mine's kind of an ongoing process. I didn't really get to finish mine, and I don't think it ever ever will be finished. You know, I'm constantly curating and updating our family libraries. 
And uh, as far as what I should be doing with that, you know, flexibility across all of our project types or especially as we start to get more into more and more development, having like that adaptable template and families that can be deployed across multiple projects without having to be specialized is probably best. Yeah. And, and just leveraging the data out of it. Yeah. I um, think I think you're spot on with the whole it's never ending. And like cuz there's all kinds of first of all there's all kinds of different you've done most of the as builds this last year in our in our in our office. And then I've seen you make some unique families that that's why it's I think it's one of the reasons why it's an ongoing thing is like there's always unique products, unique situations. So why would it ever stop? Plus, plus you can never stop improving on all the content. I go back to some stuff I made two years ago in disgust. Like, who made this? <laughs> why, they, why are they working here? Incomplete disgust. Disgust. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, okay. Well, very cool. Uh, number two, what advice would you give someone seeking a first-time job in the architecture industry? And I know you've kind of started over several times in your career basically seeking that first time job again. So I'm interested to hear your perspective on that. You got to be resilient in this business. I discovered early on, it is not for the faint of heart. It's not a fair weather industry. It's feast or famine all the time. You make, you know, make hay while the sun's shining as they say. So, you know, I made a joke about wearing lots of hats once. Then you went and bought me Multiple hats. Multiple three hats to be in fact, yeah, or to be to be uh, exact. Actually, so, so get that experience. Make it a broad pool of skill sets. Because if it comes down to, well, this person's a good drafter, but we need them to help build stuff or be able to go out and deal with clients or specify materials or draw details. Because you know, I jumped around. I did, I did school. I did carpentry and, and site work. I went and installed and, and designed millwork. And I think a lot of those things have kind of coalesced into a, a little a nugget that I can leverage. So I, I want to, yeah, on that note, when Josh says you need to be resilient and persistent, Josh was incredibly persistent and incredibly resilient. Um, when we met Josh for the first time, when I shook his hand, his hand was a little funny, and I, it was because he got into a really nasty accident in the kitchen. And so, <clears throat> but what that proved to me is once we, once we didn't end up hiring him right away, but then we, he did, we ended up getting, um, the second level, the second versions of the tiny houses that we built, which were uh, the tiny houses, the first one on steroids, you know, you've heard about them before, but so we, we needed Josh to come in and what we loved about him was his, he had all these different skill sets. And like he was talking about with, you know, being a carpenter and knowing, knowing how the construction industry works and how, how to apply those things. So we hired him for that, and he and I, he proved his resiliency to us. And then he just like, oh, this guy doesn't give up. This guy, first of all, this guy doesn't give up on continuing down like the path, no matter what it takes to either be an architect or be in the in the construction industry. Even if you cut him, even if you cut yourself, <laughs> that's badly, a, and no pun intended, that's a real thing. And then, um, and then we finished the job, and this was probably the most impressive part was when. And kind of like, holy cow, dude, are you going away? Like, Josh wouldn't go away. Uh, there was like a maybe two or three weeks worth of work that we had where I could float him after the job kind of ended and we were sort of picking up the pieces, I mean literally, of the firm because it kind of disintegrated into this uh, construction thing and then it had to morph back into architecture and I, we flat out told, I told Josh, like, hey, I, you know, I've got this amount of, you know, there's this much lined up, but if you really want to work here, here's what it's going to take. And he stepped up to the plate to do it. So Josh is, I, there's something to don't, 
what Josh is saying holds a lot of weight, and it's coming from his heart. Uh, number three, what inspires you at F9? We'll keep the train rolling on what you said there. The, the mere existence of this firm is what inspires me, because we've, we've kind of got similar stories, you and me. Come from nothing. No one's going to help us along. We have to get up and make it happen. We got to rise and grind for ourselves and you know for our families. So, like this whole form, uh, this firm is built out of a stubborn desire to lay down and die in the face of hardships. So, yep. for some reason, that strikes a nerve with me. Yeah, for some reason, exactly. Exactly. That's awesome, man. Uh, number four. What has been your favorite project to work on and your least favorite? Ooh, like you're saying, I fell into so many of these existing conditions and like as-built projects. And they st- they still remain my favorite because they're once we get like a like a house style for design things no they're ne- not necessarily on an assembly line but it's kind of just moving through a process. These ones are I'm having to rethink everything I'm doing every time and how to construct the model yeah. and stuff. Yeah, e- even homes that are a similar design like these these brick bungalows these bungalows in Denver. Radic- yeah, even though they appear. Like cookie cutters, radically different inside. They're built at a time where you know craftsmen were good at what they did, and they put the time and effort into it. But they also built what and however they wanted. Yeah, yeah. Some of the conditions that you have found in the models and everything. So Josh has done a, a fantastic job on some picking up something that I don't want to do anymore, and I shouldn't have to do anymore. Is is one of the co-owners is is doing the as builts because I should be doing other higher level stuff and trying to keep the firm grow. But man, I'm seriously like you, the way, the way you put together the models, it doesn't surprise me that it's, that it's your favorite thing because it shows in like the, what you produce in the end. You're it, for those, you are always on time. You're always on budget and they're always very uh, precise and clean. It's just a nice thing that happens at the end of the day. And it gets me out of the office and engaging like the total being in the process. What's your least favorite? Oh, I, I'm not going to give them a name, but those those recurring plans we get for a certain <laughs> a certain steel fabricator, they just they become a predictable cycle of revisions and plans that are three times more budget than they have. It just becomes in a box. With you know what? Out. I need to. I've been making. I've been meaning to do this. I've been meaning to look up the anniversary date of when they came on board to make a decision. Do we? Do we keep moving forward or not? Because what the character coming on two years? Two, I don't think two years. I think one year. Either way, then I need to check if it's been that fast. I started it, and it has passed through everybody's hands in the firm at this point. <laughs> Everyone just—it's like a hot potato. No it is wants. a hot potato. Yeah, yeah. We haven't passed it over to Dave yet. That maybe that'll be his next thing. To keep it's time. Going. Yeah. All right. What's the what's the coolest thing you're working on right now? Waiting on a spec house to come back to do a nice pop top up in Boulder. Oh, that's cool. And you know. Once we get to pull the trigger, just disappearing and building for eight, ten months. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, God, God willing. Um, what is the what is the most helpful way for you to get feedback at F nine? I hate to say it, but in some instances, city comments. <laughs> Why? Because they're because they're just straightforward. No, it's it's like that. Uh, it's like that notebook meme. What do you want? What do you want? Just tell me what you want. Yeah. You just get them to tell me what you want, and then you do it. Then you do it. It's right, because it's A to B, yeah. That's funny. All right, last thing here. Um, we'll let you get back to work. Uh, what is your favorite F9 tradition? 
Well, traditions start somewhere, and we're one deep in the tradition of F9 Range Day. Yeah, that is a good day, yeah. So uh, a couple weeks ago, we took uh, we took everybody out. We had a barbecue and went and shot a bunch of guns, and it was fun. Um, that's, a, that's a fun day. That's one of my favorite days we've ever had. It was cool. It was cool. Uh, cool, man. Why with that, uh, thanks for being on, and why don't you send in Mr. Ross, and we'll round this thing out. Rossosaurus Rex, how are you doing on this Friday? I'm doing great. I heard you're a little sore. Yeah, I did CrossFit yesterday for the first time. It was definitely a doozy. Don't forget to eat the mic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so make sure you're talking in there. Ross is, Ross is, uh, Ross is our tallest employee, but he's also uh, he's the most soft-spoken, so it's, it's hilarious to me. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, 5% Friday. First, I'll kick this off. Is You were here for 5% Friday, right? Yep. I believe yeah, you were. Yep, yep, okay. Um, what? So the question is, what didn't you get to afterwards, and what else do you think we should be doing here in regards to 5% Friday? Well, I think it was Mark's idea that got brought up where we were going to be breaking uh, projects down into all the phases. Mm, yeah. And then going through the amount of time and then hours that we were able to dedicate to each. So just have a better sense of time frame. And I'm definitely a big time management guy. So it's a lot of uh, just being able to be aware how much time you have for each thing. Yeah. And, and then try to and try to meet the goal. Exactly. And all that, yeah. Exactly. So yeah. things come up, like we have a lot of projects all the time. So it's better to have things done and ready than to have to have something come up and then take your time away from a current project. So it's nice to be able to know what you have done, how much time you have for the next stage, and what, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. How about this? You are a gen- fairly new hire. We just had, I think, two maybe a month ago, month six weeks ago, we had your year review, something like that. Yeah, back right? in July. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. That's how fast time flies at F nine. Um, so knowing that, since you kind of passed your year mark, what advice would you give someone seeking a first time job in the architecture history or industry? Uh, I'd say get some construction experience. Because I had pretty much none before coming in to work here, other than uh, my second to last studio was a design build where we built a tiny home down in New Mexico. You guys are totally aware of that. Um, but that was the first real hands on experience that I had. I kind of decided late in life that I wanted to do the architecture path. So, didn't have a lot of experience beforehand. Did landscaping, but that's totally different. And it just helps to have something kind of on your back that you know you've done and it just like. There's very simple methods of construction. A lot of what we do is simple wood frame walls, but then just having that kind of guidance for the basics helps to make the next stages a lot easier. So when you go into new types of construction, like masonry I've never worked with before, but just knowing at least wood frame walls, if you've never framed a wall, it makes it that much harder to do detail drawings for them. And we do a lot of detail drawings, a lot of construction documents. So just having like a nice uh, basis for construction understanding helps so you don't have to ask so many questions because Lance, you know I ask a ton of questions. (laughs) Ross is is the question king. Um, (laughs) So Ross is the question king, but I appreciate it because, and I've told him this before, is that, well, at at least I know you're thinking about all of these different things. And eventually, eventually he's going to run out of questions. I swear. Yeah, those get shorter. <laughs> they do. They do. They're good. They're good. So Ross is very thorough. I appreciate that. Okay. What inspires you at F9? I'm sure it's been brought up, but I think we just all get along really well. Uh, no one's 
really has their own individual projects. I mean, it happens sometimes, but everyone's going to each other for advice, so design advice. It's not like everyone's just taking it all and then huddling over and making sure no one's even seen what they're doing. Uh, everyone's always asking each other questions, so I think that's really helpful. And I'm definitely a person that, in studio class, I'd be the guy that's turning my back to everyone. I don't want anyone distracting me because it's just, it's just a distraction, and I don't really want to be thinking about other people's projects when I've got a lot on my own plate. But here it's totally different, so it's just nice to see the differentiation between studio and then going to actually work in an architecture firm. I don't think anybody's ever put it that. I don't think I've ever even. Well, first of all, this is the first time we've done like employee inside the firm edition, but uh, I don't think I've ever even thought of that before. That kind of like just blew my mind. What you just said, I'm serious. That cool. you know what I mean? Like how interesting of a difference. Because I, it was the same way we were. In, I mean, the dif- the difference was it seemed like okay, you're it's a much different, like competitive arena, and I still think we have friendly competitive competitiveness here at F nine. Like, you know, you see me giving Alex crap and him giving me crap with yeah, our totally. with our teams and stuff like that. But the protectionism that you like in college is much different because like. Every, you know, everybody, well, it kind of goes back to the whole question about like, what advice would you give somebody for seeking a first time job? And that is, it's so competitive. So you feel like, I think you feel like you need to be, yours needs to be 100% unique. You have to like blow people away. And then even if like at NDSU it was, or in CU sometimes too, they have like design competitions within the studio, right? So there's that whole, there's that whole level of thing. Yeah. And it was just. In college, I was working two or three jobs at a time, and you only have a certain amount of hours a day that you could work. So it's not like you'd really devote an hour here or there to someone else's project, even though I'd try to whenever I could. But it's just nice that everyone's here. We're all working at the same time, and we hop between projects because a lot of times someone will take up on someone else's project. So you're at least familiar with it before going in. Yeah, yep. And that just happened this week with you, and that popped up. Um, all right, what's been your favorite project to work on and your least favorite uh favorite's got to be el dorado climbing walls yeah <laughs> i was hoping you'd say that yeah i figured uh so that was i mean i'm only six months into working full-time here and right off the bat got a shipping container project so i mean you're always hearing about these projects coming in it's really good use of materials that i mean they're not really useful otherwise unless you're shipping something across the, the ocean so uh, yeah, I mean, going into construction document phase for previous projects was one thing, and then tackling this was totally different. Um, there were still some of the similar conventional methods of construction, but then this one was totally different in its own way, too. Yeah. Uh, and the time frame, we had a really quick turnaround on that, where it was just one month, pretty much, to get the drafting done through construction documentation. We pretty much skipped DD and then had to submit it for permitting. So it was like, was working on it every day and that was great because you're always involved. It's not like you're taking a week break here yep. and then have to wrap your head around it all over again. Yep. Yep. Least and favorite. Least favorite project. It sucks because I started, I started this project liking it, 951 South Williams. Uh, I think that was the first one pretty much that I took on and everything seemed like smooth sailing. There's always a couple hiccups with getting my construction knowledge down. But then when we submitted for permitting, it just keeps on coming back to us and it won't die is this the one where we the variance with the roof and reusing it and yeah so it just seems like the city would rather have poor design than to have you mess with a wall that's encroaching an existing wall that's encroaching two inches into the setback okay so knowing how um how young you are in terms of just like your career 
Yeah. Right. And, and coming out of college and like everybody has this like ivory tower level thinking about architects and architecture and what it means. And what, 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 like, what has it taught you knowing that the city just because of their rules and regulations actually is, is, is facilitating bad design? Like, what does it make you think? It's awful. I mean, you're just so limited as is, and you want to put something, put something good forward that's going to last, and they won't let you do it because they're just rule junkies. There's <laughs> like nothing that you can do about it. That's a good way that. of putting it. A rule junkie, yeah. Which I, I know. can be too, but you got to appreciate good design at some point and just realize that you're trying to make something better than it was, and these things were built who knows how long ago. I mean, within the past hundred years. But mm-hmm. Change has to happen. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, what's the coolest thing you're working on right now? Uh, I mean, been dabbling a lot with Mark II. Got a lot of hours on that one, so that's really cool. That's our townhome condominium project that also has the commercial space. Uh, and this past week was actually a lot of fun. I didn't really see it coming, but working on those 24 by 36 boards was like, hey, like being back in studio again. That cell sheet. So what, yeah. what I had Ross do yesterday and the day before was since we're scrambling now to find an investor at some kind of level, uh, which I'm going to speak about just on my own time after, after I uh, finish interviewing the guys is I had them put together a sell sheet, like a, a little booklet. Basically it's kind of like a prospectus for anybody who's looking at the t- industry lingo term, but it looks awesome. I mean, it like, I feel really what, with what you, how you put it together and everything. And then even that there was one rendering where you made it like, I think you showed uh, you made like a little highlight about how the interior to the exterior yeah, yeah. rendering. So we didn't have a rendering for that uh, unit specifically. Yeah. So I did notice that. Just you know, I wanted to tell you that that I did notice that. Yeah. No, I I think I think that's a it it, it makes me feel really confident going to these meetings with these guys with that perspective like that. So, uh, what is the most helpful way for you to get feedback at F nine? Uh, I definitely think. Clear feedback is good. I'd say concise, but sometimes it's better to actually have people put time into giving you feedback so you're not just trying to fill in the blanks. Like We work with General Steel a lot, and I think the clients sometimes are just very... It seems like they almost have a... Like they're paying by the letter when they're responding back to you. I'll ask uh, the people at General Steel to ask the clients a few questions, and the clients get back to me with two-word answers, and it's just really hard i don't want to have to keep on doing the same floor plan over and over because <laughs> they aren't totally sure what they want yeah. you're the second person in a row to complain about general steel we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> today we're gonna have a discussion about that okay last thing here and i'll let you get back get, get, get going is uh what is your favorite f9 tradition uh, i'm not sure what's been brought up i mean there's a ton christmas parties great uh friday lunches are great just had a great one today um but i was going to bring up throwback thursdays so the music regiment and schedule is nice and throwback thursdays is classic rock all day so that's definitely my jam there you go yeah. awesome cool well, thanks for thanks for joining us today Ross. Yeah, no problem so that was it as far as uh, Inside the Firm Employee Edition goes. Uh, once again, it's just me here talking today. Lance, Al is out and about uh, enjoying himself on a little mini vacation. Um, so I wanted to give you guys just a quick um, Lance, the Employee Edition firm, because I am, we are technically an employee. And the first way I'd start talking about this, how I want to talk about this is, we've talked about, we've Alex and I have brought this up before in that, 
if you are trying to leapfrog and catapult your firm, you're going to have to take risks and you're going to have to, you're going to have to mitigate some risks in order to take bigger risks. And one of the biggest things we've done and we will probably continue to do honestly until we retire, if we ever do is keep our salaries as principals very low. Um, I won't say the number, but ours are definitely at least half the rate of your typical principal. And what that does is it frees up capital for us. It frees up uh, the ability to hire more people and then take that risk that we're going to be able to generate enough work for them to stay employed. Um, But along those lines, then (laughs) risk begets risk, right? So risky people beget, begets risky behavior. And where I'm going with this is, is that, Man, it's been a tough couple of weeks. Um, our development is kind of stalled. Uh, it's kind of killing me that Al actually isn't here <laughs> for me to just just uh, talk out things with him because I've been on the phone constantly for the past two weeks, totally stressed out um, just because we've hit a financial snag. We've done some amazing stuff with our pro forma, the, how much collateral and cash we were able to put in and and then show what kind of reward we can get at the end and then convince the bank basically that you know we've put in that we came to the table with basically three times uh the amount of cash that we put in on paper so it looks like we are we are 20 we, we have the 20% to um loan loan to loan to financing our loan to uh, equity ratio but we're 5% short and along the whole way of this journey, like it has been, uh, there's been ups and downs and like, you know, you've heard it, you've heard it over and over again. We went to the city, we've had to get political, we've had to secure things. And as much as we get done, as close as we are, we're, we're really far away from this thing. So as an employee, I got to tell you, this is, uh, if I had to answer some of these questions, um, my favorite project to work on is Mark two and my, and my least favorite is, is Mark two from all different perspectives. Um, boy, chasing down money and trying to get things off the ground if you weren't born into wealth and you have you stretch everything is, is, is a difficult feat. But we're going to keep plowing ahead. Um, so we're going to keep plowing ahead. We're going to keep pushing this pushing this ball up a hill every single day. Um, and we're going to keep, keep doing this podcast and keep talking to you. So I just wanted to thank everybody for listening. I wanted to, I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, special edition of inside the firm. And, uh, next week we will be back with more inside the firm with Alex Gore and Lance Cyclone.